Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast, your source for the latest tactics, news, battle reports, hobby talk, and general Legion chatter. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast. Um, my name's Nick. As always, I'm joined by Mike Cirillo. Not as always, uh, Keegan's not here this week because Keegan is currently in SoCal at the SoCal Open. Um, uh, he's fresh off a top four finish. Um, so super proud. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to get out to an event and play in one and make top four. Um, <laughs> otherwise my, uh, my job is at risk. Yeah. Your credibility is going away. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any to begin with. So <laughs> my, credibility, my credibility does not lie in my, uh, ability to play this game. It is in my ability to make this game. Great. I think, I hope, um, definitely anyway, looks pretty. How you been, Mike? I've been really busy. Yeah. This is, uh, the week coming up will be my first regular work week in like two months. Yeah, we missed so you two weeks ago. I missed last cast, and I'm just excited to be back and playing Legion again. Yep, and we've got, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot happening like outside of tournaments, um, as we're going to pretty much talk about like tournaments almost like entirely on this episode. Um, but uh, first off, um, news, we don't have any. Um we're still waiting on uh, our releases in the U.S. Um, and uh, we're still waiting on that rules reference guide, which is apparently in one of those shipping containers along with the uh, the Yodas and the Super Tactical Droids. Yeah, I didn't realize PDFs were mailed to us now. It was a, That's an old X-Wing joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it really? Yes, it was like there was a there was a meme that went around because they used to FFG has like the like the shipping status of things on their website. And they somebody like made a meme. It was like they put the rules reference guide under new products and it and they put the on the boat label on it. So it was like and some people thought it was real. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, no, I, I I'm sure that like uh, I'm sure that everybody is eagerly awaiting um because we did have we have had so many teases of what to expect and uh i'm very excited i think everybody's very excited but we uh we may we might talk about some of those changes later now that you're here yeah um but uh so socal open is happening right now as we record um yeah the finals are actually just kicking off yep. yep Um, I believe it's a bombing run finals with double T 47 versus triple staffs. So yes. And there's um, only 20 activations on the table, so it's going to get kind of bloody pretty quickly. Yeah, I imagine so. So um, Snyder and Orchimedes. So yeah. an invader league winner and an invader league finalist. So it's a pretty, pretty fitting end to this meta because SoCal is going to be the last one before the, hopefully before the RG drops. I imagine so. Oh man. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um uh Orc Orc's playing um something that he did not play at the last two events he went to because he's been to all of the frontline gaming events since uh COVID opened up. Good for him. Very jealous. Um he played he played Mall B2s at ACO and one and he played it again at Lone Star. I basically the exact list, I believe. I don't think he changed anything. Um and I think uh, he, he made... cuts stance for a bigger bid. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I think he made he made top eight again, uh, but he didn't win. And uh, now he's uh, playing something very different. <laughs> and he's playing something even more different from that for Invader League, but I'll leave that to his show to talk about. Absolutely. Um, Which we are going to talk about this episode. Both yes. Nick and I squeaked into single eliminations, so we're going to talk about the lists that are on coming. Speaking of SoCal Limpin, though, 
let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we did see. Um, nothing new was actually present for this event that wasn't in the single, sorry, wasn't in round robin for Invader League. Um, so none of the Kashyyyk wave units were legal. None of the turn zero changes were in. And um, crucially, the clone trooper keyword changes weren't in yet either. But we still saw almost the opposite of what we saw at LSO, and there's like no bidding. Yeah. Not sure why, but there's not. Yeah, it was really strange. I'm assuming, and one of the things that they talked about on the the Yavin base coverage is that there wasn't really anything at stake for this event, and everybody knew that this is kind of like the last hurrah for our current meta. Yeah. So they probably just brought something fun or something to practice with as we go forward, knowing that the points changes were going to be so, you know, so different from what we're playing now with the turn zero change. Yeah, and the faction split was uh, pretty... Uh almost right like other than uh rebels it was like right down the middle there yeah we actually do have the faction breakdown we had 18 rebels 10 imperials nine separatists and eight republic lists so for the second consecutive event uh the rebels had the most and the republic had the least because lso had that as well yeah um i don't i know i mean i know there was at least one or two rec stars there um but yeah, yeah Keegan I mean, actually took one out, as he'll tell you about in a week yeah, or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't get too far into that. Um, Rebels are good. Uh, surprising nobody. They have, uh, I've talked about it so many times, and it's why I'm still playing them in Invader League. They're just so, there's just so much you can do there. It's so much fun or not fun if you don't like playing AA5s. I don't know what that's about, but yeah, I don't, I don't like playing AA5s, so they're not very fun. But I do like T47s. Yeah. <laughs> now, until this Kashyyyk wave drops for the CIS, I think it's pretty pretty obvious that Rebels are kind of the top dog. Uh, the Magna Guards and the Snail Tanks might shift that a little bit towards CIS, especially if um, you know the Bus or the Wookiees get any kind of hits with the points changes. Um, but for now, with what we have legal, it's it's pretty clear that Rebels are on top. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Snail Tanks and Magna Guards, but we're not even going to talk about like super tactical droids and like... <laughs> I forgot that's all in that wave as well. <laughs> There's a lot there. And spider droids. Oh, crap. Uh, yeah, that's cycle, a hell of a wave for CIS. Cycle ion? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, I imagine that uh, the next event, PAX Unplugged, we'll talk about that later. Maybe we'll actually have some new releases in time for that, I'm hoping. Man, I hope so. Yeah. Um just to round out our SoCal discussion, um, Keegan, as we mentioned, did make top four. So that's awesome. The top four lists that were there was his Anakin Padme Barks list, a bus T-47 from Daniel Lupo, a double T-47 triple Wookiee from Orchimedes, and a Maul B-2 triple staff list from Snyder. So a pretty, pretty wide variety and kind of shows the current state of Republic Jank and then all over the Rebels for their heavies. And yeah. somehow Snyder got everything that was good about CIS into one list. Yeah. It's like, who knew that like rebels would be the vehicle faction at some point. <laughs> like, this is wild. When the T-47 dropped and that was the rebel vehicle for the longest time, I never would have yeah. pictured that they became the armor faction. This is, this is why it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. It's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you don't have to tell me, but uh, so yeah, we'll talk a lot more about SoCal in our next episode. I imagine. Um, uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah um super proud of our boy keegan another shout out to him um he's like driving home right now (laughs) (laughs) um but but we have a tournament here in our part of the country 
at Showcase Comics on Saturday, October 30th. Little Halloween, pre-Halloween uh, costume contest tournament. Um, so uh, we have a lot of signed up, like pre- pre-registered on TTO already. So uh, we're looking like a pretty big event. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, last... we have we have 17 out of 20 signed up already. So uh, if you're local and listening to this and you do want to come out, uh, by the time that this drops, there's going to be like two to three slots left. So... <sighs> I put Register. 20, I put 20 as like, cause they want you to cap it. So it's like, I didn't think we would get more than 20, but I mean, like if I get to 20, I'll just add more. Do you have enough tables? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a real question? <laughs> now, what, do, what uh, are you up to now? Like 16? I just finished number 15. Okay. Uh, Keegan and I talked about the table I'd been working on um, a little bit last episode. Um, I did finish it sort of. So, um, it's like 95% done, but it's basically as done as it's going to be. It's fully painted. Um, basically, my printer decided it didn't like me anymore. So uh, I'm currently waiting for a new printer. Should be showing up tomorrow. I've joined Team Prusa um, officially. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a good buddy of mine helped me print uh, a lot of these parts for this because I knew I, I was like, I had this goal. I wanted to get this table ready for this tournament. And I didn't think I could meet it. So I gave some of my files to my friend to print. He hooked me up. He's also going to try and fix my broken printer. So, um, uh, and Rob actually hooked me up with this giant uh, Hasbro AT-AT. So the table is basically like a, uh, uh, sort of like an imperial construction yard. Like there's uh, raised platforms and cranes and there's this giant AT-AT in the center. And uh, it's quite enormous and glorious. Um, I'm going to, right after we record, I'm going to post some pictures to Facebook um, because I haven't yet. But uh it's pretty obnoxious. <laughs> it is like uh, something I've been wanting to make for a while. Um, most of the the prints are Imperial Terrain. Um, I saw their like coaching stuff they did at Kickstarter a couple of years ago, and like pieces were so cool, and I wanted to figure out a way to use them in something like I wanted to do. And I always thought like an Imperial construction yard would be really cool, but what should they be building? Oh, they should be building an ad at for sure. Like that's. Um, I might actually throw some paint on the ad app because like it kind of looks a little, little too toyish for me right now. I might get to that later this week before. So what do you do for something like that? Is that like a wash essentially for the ad app? Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to try and prime it. I'm probably just going to try and take a rattle can to it and see if that'll stick to it. Um, it should. Um, yeah. Primer tends to stick to anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to try and rattle can prime that if I have a, a nice day, the next couple of days. Um, and then I'll probably just do some like dry brushing and edge highlighting and some washes here and there just to make it look a little like it, like it doesn't stick out like a toy so much. Cause it looks like a toy. So, um, but yeah, this table's uh pretty sweet. I'm excited to get it ready. Um, uh, I don't know how, what, what kind of container it's going to fit in. Cause it's uh, quite a lot of stuff. I think Mike has seen it. I think he's terrified of it and that's acceptable. Um, I accept that Mike doesn't love everything I do. <laughs> it would be weird if I did. Yeah, that's no, fair. Um, but that'll now, be... This, one, this one's pretty cool. I'm excited. There's a lot of, I guess as a little spoiler, it a lot just... of very playable verticality. It's like, yeah, it's... It, I mean, I've shown pictures a few places, but I'll definitely post them on the Facebook as soon as we finish recording. So you'll probably have already seen them if you follow Legion 99 on Facebook, which I recommend you do because I'm going to start... We're going to start posting more there. Definitely. We said that three months ago, so hopefully we can follow through on it this time. Um, I said that I was making us an Instagram like a month ago, and we see how far that's gone. (laughs) I didn't um, even download it yet. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like at first glance, it looks like this is a mess. How are vehicles going to like fit? Uh, vehicles fit underneath of these platforms. Like the AAT even fits, like you'll see it. There's some like lowered platforms in some areas. The AAT even like fits underneath of that, except the antenna. So it's like, it's pretty playable for like, I think almost any vehicle. Unfortunately, I don't have an NR99 snail tank to compare it to. But. Oh, you know what? Speaking <laughs> of that snail tank, um, we do have some news. We got some leaked pictures of the oh, yeah. size of the base for the snail occupier tank. <laughs> it's big. Um, that base is bigger than the AA5 and the GAV tank. It's longer and it's wider. Yeah. It's, it's like, what, it, like an inch longer and a half inch wider? I don't know about an inch. It's it's a, it's not an inch, but it is a maybe reasonable like a half amount inch. bigger. Yeah, maybe. It's like there. Yeah. Um, I that thing was, is huge. That's a big base. That's a big base for open transport, but it's open transport. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not totally sold on that thing as a transport yet. I forget. Does it have reposition? I believe it does. I say it's going to need it with something that a base that long, because getting through actual pieces of terrain and around the table is going to be really difficult if you have to spend an action to pivot because you don't have, have a huge margin. for It error. does have reposition. I think they've learned. I mean, I think that the Gav had reposition too, right? I th yeah, I think everything yeah. that's not a repulsor does. Yeah, everything that's not a repulsor that is on like a a uh, like a, a notched base has reposition at this point. Like even like the E Web does. And oh, you know what? An ATRT does not. Sure, but that was wave one. But yeah, that's also fair. That's yeah, that makes it yeah that front actually arm, that fixed is, is it wave one if it's core box or is it core box? Uh. <laughs> Why not both? I mean, okay. so chicken or the egg? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because like that, they did have the the heavies came out alongside the core set there. So I'm I'm inclined to think that that was wave one. That's true. Good point. I, like I mean, we don't know, but I I'm inclined to think that that was wave one. Because like Clone Wars, they didn't get anything but their core set with like when it came out, and then their troop expansions. <laughs> they had to wait for Droid to cuss and barks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway uh the, the the table's awesome i can't wait to like play on it to get i might i might bring it out on tuesday to showcase if i get out there um just because like i really want to i really want to play it um and like i have a few tables that like i've never actually played on <laughs> um because too many tables it's a good uh, thing yeah so Spe speaking of too many tables you want to talk about packs a little bit Yes. So when I say I fi just finished my 15th table, I need to finish one more table before my goal because PAX Unplugged is coming up December 10th um, or the 11th. That's Saturday. I apologize for not knowing the exact date. I'm terrible. Um, uh, but yeah, that's coming up. So we're having a Legion event. I've uh, posted on Discord and uh, Facebook about it. There's a Facebook event floating around hosted by Legion 99. Um We've kind of teamed up with the uh, local X-Wing podcast, Liberty Squadron, as well. Like a lot of their prize, a lot of our prize supports come from them. Um, they have access to a super cool laser cutter, and uh, they they make some. He makes me some awesome things off that laser cutter. So I will. If you're into X-Wing and you want to play X-Wing more than Legion, um, uh, I don't understand, but that's fine. Also, but they're having an X-Wing event at PAX as well. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> 32 players, um, Saturday, uh, we'll be starting the hall opens at 10. So, uh, uh we're starting the event at 11 and the hall doesn't close until almost midnight. So we're going to try and play four rounds. Um, we should be able to get through four rounds. Um, 
prize support. Like I said, we've got a lot of laser cut acrylic stuff. Um, we've got a prize package coming in from six up, um, that like every, the, like this kind of has been coming together. Like a lot has come together in the last couple of weeks, but six up prizes, we're working on some alt art cards. Uh, there's definitely going to be a Yoda and a Kraken card for everybody. Um, nice. yeah, my sister-in-law is doing the art for that. Like as we speak, she's almost finished. So as soon as I have like some, like, as soon as she's done, I'll post some pictures of that too. But, um, yeah, so we are going to be using whatever, whatever expansions are out in the U S that day. So if something, if Wookiees and Yoda and everything releases the day before on Friday, it'll be legal on Saturday. So bring your super glue, bring your plastic cement. There's no painting requirement here, but painting is definitely encouraged. Um, I'm working on a few, like another table. Um, I imagine I'll get it done. Uh, I pl- I'm going to have to, one of the things is when I talked to the organizers, they were like, we definitely, if you're bringing your own terrain, we definitely need you to come in early. So on Thursday, I'll be bringing the terrain in and setting it up. So PAX Unplugged is a weekend long convention. It's Friday through Sunday. So essentially, uh, theoretically, all the tables should be set up on Friday. So people should be free like to be able to go and grab a game on Friday. So if you just, if you wanted to come into town for the weekend, um, which I highly recommend. You'll be able to get games in on Friday if you want. Pick up games with some other people, I imagine, because I'm always down to play. Do you know if the badge is for like per day or if it's for the entire convention? You can buy single day or you can buy three day. Okay. Uh, I believe the single days run around like twenty five or thirty bucks. Yeah, I paid forty last year for a single day, um, but it was also on the last day on that Sunday. So I wonder if they they jack it up a little bit. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I, and then you can get a whole weekend pass. Usually like w- the weekend pass usually costs about what two individual days would cost. Yeah. So, I think it was like basically buy two, get one free essentially. Yeah. Um, but we're real excited for that prize support. Also, I did get word from the, uh, the whole, the, the whole event organizer that, uh, atomic mass games is sending us some official, some official love. Um, they're not sending us like, you know, like actual like tournament prizes but we are getting some like legit like uh like expansions stuff like that that they're sending us so eight of them i think right eight of them so they're yeah. sending us some of the terrain expansions like we're getting a down date dst an imperial bunker vital assets and the uh the famous r2 and 3po expansion that includes a crashed escape pod if you didn't know um they're also sending us a lat a lando a darth maul and an agent callus so that was really exciting when i got that because um i reached out to them we reached out to them before atlantic city and i think things were still very much like they were really still getting their stuff together i think and i reached out again a couple weeks ago maybe and we got word that they actually because me and my friend who's doing x-wing we both reached out individually and they reached out to the the organizer i guess probably to confirm that this was a real event that was happening (laughs) (laughs) because like who are these guys trying to get free stuff from us (laughs) But yeah, uh, we don't do anything really for cool. the community. Yeah. <laughs> who, who is this? Um, it was it's it's really like it's a really exciting acknowledgement that like uh we're running tournaments and now that like I, I'm ex- I was excited to be able to like announce that here first because like I haven't I found out on like Thursday. I told Mike that was pretty much it. I'm like, this is great. Like, yeah, I got like 17 texts in all capitals. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> I think that actually Maybe. makes us That'll make us at PAX the first official Legion event to have AMG provided press support. That is, I believe, yes. 
So hopefully that's so, a sign that things are kind of, you know, waking up yeah. a little bit. And as we go into 2022, we get some more you know, active involvement in the scene because at least they're taking notice of it. Yep. And now they're putting some of their money where their mouth is and saying that they see us. So that's cool. I'm excited. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I've already got there. So if you look, if you look for the event on Facebook, it's uh, it's hosted by Legion 99. So find us on Facebook. You'll find the event there. Um, there's also, we have a discord channel set up in the Legion discord. Um, the, the, the powers that be decided I was worthy enough to have my own channel for this one. Um, I had no doubt. Um, but I mean, if you've been to any of my tournaments, you know what to expect. If you were at ACO, I mean, the terrain's going to be the same. It's going to be, you're going to have a good time. You're going to play on some good tables. Um, and like I said, PAX is an excellent, excellent location for a tournament because like the tournament itself is free. So you need the PAX badge. The PAX badge is relatively expensive, but it's kind of offset by the fact that like we're going to have a ton of prizes. And if you decide to only play a couple rounds and then you want to go walk around the show, there's a ton of board games, other tabletop games to try, all kinds of stuff to see. There's also a ton of um, like mom and pop hole in the wall restaurants right around that area. So you do have to park in a parking garage. It's like a block away, but mm-hmm. there's so much food and culture to walk past on the way to your car yep. that like during your lunch break, if you leave the convention center, we should have like an hour. You've got plenty of time to find something really good. Mm-hmm. Philly's known for murder and for food. So we'll take advantage of the second one. <laughs> uh, we're like right in the middle of center city, basically. So it's pretty like you're, you'll probably be okay. There's we're in a pretty of... safe area of the city. Yeah, it's considered. not a, yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> we're not in North Philly, not... so we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you i i promise i i can't promise it but i don't i think you'll be fine um i i always feel fine there there's lots of people walking around um lots of security in the event um unfortunately it does not look like i will we will be able to have a stream i was really hoping but um the convention center has some rule some weird rules about it and apparently there's like a union issue so I was really hoping to like, cause SoCal, it was great being able the, the SoCal stream was awesome. Um, we'll talk more about that next time, but uh, props to those guys, David and everybody putting that together. Um, but yeah, so uh, PAX tickets are on sale. Go to paxunplug.com, I believe, or .org maybe. Um, you can buy badges. I have a link. I have a little player packet um, in the Facebook event and on the Legion Discord. So, and also you can always reach out to us directly if you have any questions, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be a great time. Um, it's just over, it's just like six weeks away. So, oh yeah, it is. It's like, yeah, it's maybe I can play some Legion by then. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully this weekend. Yes. Hopefully this weekend. A lot of Legion apparently, um, because, uh, somebody's playing Invader League (laughs) this weekend too. Uh, Hey, I'm not playing this week. I'm playing next weekend. Well, yeah, this next weekend coming up. I'm playing like seven hours after I get home from our tournament. So that's going to yep. be a whirlwind. But Nick and I are both going to be in single eliminations, and we thought we'd talk a little bit about the list that we're bringing and why. And my thinking is probably going to be a little bit quicker than Nick's, so I think I'll I'll take the lead here. There you go. Let me catch my breath. Yeah, you've talked a lot lately. <laughs> tired of listening to you. I'm sure that's they are, fair. too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of listening to you, too. <laughs> so I um, basically have had a pretty brutal in real life schedule recently. So I have played zero games of Legion since the little tournament that Nick and I talked about like halfway through September. 
And even then, I was playing a list I'd never played before, so I, I haven't really had actual reps since. Yeah, um, you were like, I might play this in single eliminations if I make it. And then you're like, nope, I won't get enough reps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I haven't really played a real game in like seven weeks. So six days ago, I asked, like within the last week, I asked all my local friends like, hey, um, what am I playing for elims? And for some reason, it came back with uh, a T-series Dooku list. So I'm going to be playing Dooku for eliminations. Comes to 800 points. Uh, it's a T-Series tactical droid. Count Dooku with Burst of Speed, Force Choke, Force Push, and Aggressive Tactics. Two Naked B1s, four B1s with E5S Sniper Trooper, and then two Magna Guards with RPS Into the Fray and Tenacity. It's kind of beefy. There's a lot of wounds on this table. Yep. I've, I've, I've been playing something sort of similar. Yeah, you kind of you kind of inspired me with the, uh, the bat rep that you gave last week with the single Magna Burst of Speed Dooku. Mm-hmm. And one of the other options I looked at was taking um, the T-Series and one of the Magna and turning it into like Kraken and a BX Sniper. But I thought that this list kind of needs direct. And um, yeah. I thought two Magna would be a little bit stronger. Yeah, I like it a lot. But um, it's it should be fun. It counters, it counters Wookiees pretty well. It can handle like one to two buses. Uh, two buses if they don't have the Gonk Droid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got Critical 4, Impact 4, and then Dooku himself every turn. Yep. So I'm going to be able to get wounds through. Um, and it's convenient because my play in round opponent is going to be a double bus without guns, double battle shield Wookiee Sabine with Darksaber list. Um, so we're playing not this coming Sunday today, but a week from, well, I guess the 31st. We're playing on Halloween. Um, so that should be a pretty, pretty fun list. He's an Australian player, so we have a like a thirteen hour time difference. So getting getting that scheduled has been a nightmare. We started planning like as soon as we found out we were playing each other. It was like two weeks ago. Memories of Yavin based team leagues past. I don't want to think about that one. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, remember the Aussies were though were actually easier to schedule with because it was a half day compared to like the quarter day yeah. of the other two European yeah. teams. Anyway, um, so. I'm a little scared about playing a lot of Ion Spiders because I don't really have a way to negate the Ion, and two of my expensive units are reliant on the Droid Trooper keyword, so they can be ionized. Um, however, when we got the list reveals, and Madman Rambler should actually be putting together a, a reveal show for the day that this drops tomorrow, um, there's not as many Ion Spiders as I expected, and I really wouldn't have to play one until uh, like round three or four if I'm lucky <laughs> enough to make it that far. <laughs> kind of playing a kind of playing a meme so i'm not sure how far it's gonna get me ah uh, i mean i don't think this is a meme at all um seems like a, a a fine list as far as lists go um like i said uh i'm really like the couple of times i've played magna guard so far um i was i really like them i definitely like the rps over the whip um especially like because there's a lot of vehicles in this meta there's a lot of armor so that RPS is great. The one game I played the whip, like uh, you have to do a wound and that's not automatic here. They don't, the, I, the IGs don't have a way to get like that pierce. So it feels like, it feels like the RPS is the way to go. Um, yeah. The, the whip kind of makes me nervous too, because I have to get them into melee. I don't really have a choice yeah. to do anything else. Yeah. And even then, like you mentioned, it doesn't guarantee anything. And, I don't really have a lot of direct anti-armor here, and we're in a decently yeah. armor-heavy meta still. So I think yes. the RPS is necessary. It also gives me a, a fifth and sixth range four weapon 
so I can do the poke shots that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, why why four e five s's over a mix? Um, I considered like two e five s and e five c, but uh, I am a little bit. I don't want to say tainted, uh, prejudice towards the E5S or the E5C because every time that I take it, I run into armor and the three black dice do nothing because I'm just crit fishing. Sure. So I'm just uh, biased. That's the word. Yes. I'm biased towards it just because it hasn't gone well for me in the past. The E5S does give me some range four options. Um, the meat of my list is very, very in your face focused. And if we're going to be seeing something like Yoda, if we're going to be seeing like Anakin Padme um, or Yoda Saber, there's a lot of exemplar and there's a lot of standbys there. So if I have anywhere from four to six units that can knock off standbys from out to range four, that's going to actually let me use Dooku and use the Magna Guard and melee like I want to. The E5C doesn't really give me that, especially if they're bringing uh, Overwatch or if they have Sentinel units. That makes sense. You know, it's really not a lot, but, you know, being able to take one shot with that red die and critical one is a really good chance to get off the uh, the suppression that I need. Absolutely, 100%. So, want to talk about yours a little bit? I do. So It's a lot of fun um, looking. It is a lot of fun looking. Um, so I played in Round Robin, I played the Double Bus, Triple Wookiee, um, you know, all the nasty stuff that everybody hates to see. Um, I was the villain. Um, I kind of like uh, took my foot off the gas a little bit here, and I uh, I, I decided to put some, uh, put some Luke Skywalker into this list. So... Uh, we're coming in at seven ninety nine. We don't really care about that bid. There's isn't a one point upgrade to take on anybody. So, Rebel Officer with Vigilance. Um, I have Operative Luke. Uh, he's got Force Push, Saber Throw, and Burst of Speed. Uh, tenacity as well. R two D two. Three Rebel Troopers. The obligatory Naked Rebels here. Um, two units of Wookiee Warriors, both with Bowcasters, um, both with Tenacity. One Strike Team with a Sniper. And then one single AA5 with an unorthodox tactician, Shriv Sergav, and a heavy laser retrofit. So this is, it looks like it's very similar to what I was playing, but it's really not because now it's Luke's list. It's less of a, uh, this is like rebel good stuff list. This is a Luke list with a couple Wookiees. Um, this AA5 here is built to give aims to these Wookiees as often as possible and then if there's an extra one great give it to luke if he's going to be a melee maybe a strike team um and uh take pot shots with its heavy laser retrofit and give out a dodge every turn to luke probably luke i assume luke um it's uh, it's actually pretty interesting because it's a very similar idea of of what i have where we have three main units we've got a jedi flanked by you mm -hmm. know force user flanked by two other melee yeah. close range units and then a bunch of filler to kind of make the rest of it work yeah i really wanted to get away from the double bus because i really felt like and like the people that i've been practicing with uh, leading up to leading into like through round robin and into like when it became clear i'd probably make single elims and when we we're talking about what list we might bring people kind of asked like why are you getting off of the, the double bus triple wookie because it's done so well for you because i really think everybody's going to either be like everybody's going to be skewing armor or they're going to be bringing force users with burst of speed and um wookies can three wookies can probably handle that force user most days um unless i just get outplayed but if somebody comes in with like four e60 rb1s and a couple of ion spiders i'm just gonna lose a gonk bus a turn like it's not even a question 
those quad lasers have to get into range three. Um, it's a great gun. It has impact too. Um, usually there's an aim for it, but uh, it's just going to die at range three to anything, any list that has any kind of like impact. I was fortunate in round Robin that I didn't face a lot of lists that had a lot of impact. Um, there was a lot of critical, but not a lot of impact itself. So I started practicing with Luke a lot. Um, I actually was looking at Dooku lists like a week ago <laughs> with like a single Magna. That's why we were talking about it. Like, I think I played like two or three games with Dooku and a Magna. Um, I played a lot of games with Operative Luke. Um, this is what me uh, uh, me and uh, Bobby Sapphire are playing almost the exact same list. Uh, this was his list that I basically just stole. <laughs> um, you, you could take out, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I basically stole it because like I couldn't I didn't like the things that I had been practicing better. Um, and I really like this a lot. Um, it really can handle a lot of things. Um, uh, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just a copycat. That's all. I'm just a dirty little list dealer. <laughs> now you've been playing something like this for yeah. a while, even going back to like two months ago, once, you know, we, we got the AA fives in person. Like, mm -hmm. I think I played yep. you, against you with buses like half the time and yeah. And half of that half there. of the time it's been a luke list alongside with it so you've definitely been kind of playing yeah. around with these pieces for the last few months and yeah starting to put them together i took luke out as soon as i started playing that second bus because it just like the points get really tight there um and wookies are just so damn efficient it's really just hard not to bring two or three and that was like the issue here is like we practiced and i practiced against bobby sapphire against this list and i was playing instead of a an a5 i had a third wookie and he's like why don't you just why don't you have an a5 and i was like i don't know i was like i'm afraid of armor but this one can also just kind of sit at range four and shoot until it needs to like you know push it's it, whatever it's carrying into range one or whatever um uh there really there was a lot of questions of, there wasn't really a lot of questions about upgrades everything is kind of like self-explanatory why it's on there um like sometimes i wonder if like i should take tenacity or not here on luke because saber throw goes against it and i've used saber throw like in every game recently at least once um I do like the saber throw aspect though, mm -hmm. because I mean, T47s are still very popular mm -hmm. and we see, we're going to see a lot of them in elims now that we have the list <clears> out. <throat> so if you do run into a T47 list, like two bowcasters and a saber throw from Luke, even if you have to spend Son of Skywalker to kill a T47, I mean, that's, that's a pretty fair trade and yeah. you're getting a lot of value out of that five point card. Yeah. Um, also, also go ahead. Um, saber throw is a great tech against Magna guards because they're only melee pierce immune yeah so magna kind of mess up wookies and melee because they take away their duelist aspect and then when a straight dice off the red dice saves of the magna guards are better than the wookies because um, mm -hmm. they're basically throwing out the same offensive damage um but you know if luke just has a saber throw all of a sudden that's going to be two to three wounds through with the pierce two that they can't do anything about so it really negates one of their best aspects yep and um unlike mike uh i don't get to schedule my game yet um, I got one, I guess I got one of the last buys, I think. Um, so I'm looking at nice like, I can brag. see, <laughs> I mean, look, I don't get to place top four at, uh, ACO and at SoCal. So I got to get it in somewhere. Um, so I can see who I might play and, uh, yeah, I'm really glad I'm not bringing two buses because there is a lot of anti-armor here in these lists. Um, they're both droid lists. 
Uh, both of them, I believe, have super attacks. Um, one of them here has one of them has a couple ion spiders. <laughs> uh, the other one has E60Rs and a B2 Ha. And like, yeah, I'm really glad that I didn't bring just like I didn't lazily just bring that list again. Um, it would have been a bad time for you. Yeah, um, but. Either way, uh, really excited. Uh, I can't wait to uh, get into get a game in soon. Um, I'm, you know, I'm obviously happy that I uh, that I got that buy, but at the same time, like I can't wait to get back to playing Invader League. Um, so I'll just have to live vicariously through everybody else in streams until then. Yeah, it was rather unfortunate. Um, speaking as one of the organizers, we made the decision to delay the eliminations period by about originally it was by a week so that we could try to get the RRG that AMG had kind of hinted was coming. Um, that did not happen. And then we put a vote out to the players asking when they would like to play it. And the overwhelming majority of the players voted to delay it another week um, just in hopes that we would get some changes. We did get a couple other things, which was nice. So we got the full like red player picks board edge and we got the full like new turn zero changes. So that's cool. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't get the RRG, so the two-week delay has kind of kind of stalled the momentum a little bit. So yeah. I'm excited to to actually kick things back off now that we're legal to start as of uh, the day this drops and really get into the thick of it. Because the first two rounds of eliminations for Invader League, there's like 10 streams a week, and it's awesome. So yeah. it should be exciting. Yep. Got to shake that rust off. Yes, um, got to shake the rust off. I have I have no idea, like how far i'll get i hope to win at least one and uh make top 32 legitimately hey you did last year so let's keep it going two, two years ago i was it I two did, years ago i did not make single eliminations last time <laughs> did you play last time uh yeah we were in the group me and keegan were in the group oh, right. death together right. <laughs> we got smashed <laughs> it was awful uh no it was a lot of fun <laughs> So I I know we wanted to talk a little bit today about some of the uh, the clone trooper changes, like that single token, and I believe there was a bat rep that kind of that you that you've played with uh, one of our locals who also placed top eight at uh, ACO. Yep. Right. Yep. Our buddy John. Um, I've gotten I've been getting games in with him pretty regularly. Um, he's got this nice he had this nice work schedule for a while where he was like only working until like one o'clock each day, and he was in the area, so we would meet up on my days off and. Uh, get a game in and he's a he's Damn a pretty, sales rep <laughs> he's a yeah <laughs> he's a pretty frequent uh rex player and clone player um but like he he had been playing rex star he played it at the last showcase tournament um he beat you um and he ended up he getting, did. yeah he ended up going three and oh but getting that second place spot due to a uh, strength of schedule um but uh, anyway, we played a few games recently. He's been playing a lot of Obi-Wan, actually, because uh, he knows that Force users are coming, so he needs uh, an answer to them, and uh, he feels more comfortable with Obi-Wan. Um, and he he decided he wanted to try out the Clone Trooper changes because, you know, it was coming, and, like, you know, pretty... Uh, it's a pretty substantial change. Um, his opinion has been that like it really hasn't hurt him that much. Like there's been times where it hurts, and it's always that time where you roll four surges on defense or something like that, or your Z six rolls like four surges and you only have like one, so you can only grab two. Um, so it's noticeable, but it's not like it's not hurting those lists quite as much. Um, so it feels like it's fair. 
Um, I haven't seen, I haven't seen anybody play a Rex star list with it yet. I have a feeling that that one's gonna, gonna hurt a whole, whole real lot. Cause that really relies on piles of tokens being yeah, able to just um, spend, spend, spend. I'm a little concerned about it. Um, because we haven't gotten any, gotten any RRG changes and I'm fully expecting them to take the bat to clones. Um, kind of like they did to Shores and Mortars. Uh, what, what was that almost like two years ago at this point? Almost, yeah. Yeah, so I'm expecting to see like points increases across the board for ARC Troopers and for Phase 2s. So I'm a little concerned that they're going to kind of price them Yeah. Kind of price them out of use. That Phase 1s might be fine if they don't get bumped too much, but I really don't want to see like Phase 2s get knocked so high up there that they can't be taken or full ARCs just taken completely out of the picture because I, I feel like they might actually have some play with... Uh, with Yoda coming through within like one full arc. So I, yep. I'm really hoping that that's not the case because if they lose the ability to like spend an aim token from somebody else and now they just get like one reroll and their own surge if they need it, it feels like you're paying a lot of points for, for something that's made of glass, which as we've seen for the past, you know, three and a half years of Legion tends not to win. Um, it really shines a light on things like Exemplar, though, and uh, Obi-Wan's mastery being able to, like, Guardian and Dodge. Like, it really, like, makes that stuff shine, which is exciting. Like, I have a feel like, you know, Keegan did really well with Padme and Anakin with the Clone Trooper change, before the Clone Trooper change. So it's like, imagine how well something like that might do after, or at least, like, we might start seeing more things like that. Like, did Keegan have any strike teams in that list? uh no he does not it's all core commanders it's all core heroes and barks barks yeah it's like i mean we'll see um i hope that i also hope that they don't like i i hate on clones a lot i do (laughs) i hope that they don't ruin the faction because that would be real disappointing or at least like you know pause them for a year or something like that um empire's really been hurting from for a while and like i think vader's really gonna breathe some life into that and i imagine they're gonna see other changes so hopefully like you know the clone trooper keyword change and the rex points increase are uh most of those changes because that might be all that's necessary but we'll see I'm- yeah I've, I've paid you a lot of money to make my clones look good so i'd really like to not have to stick them on the shelf for the next year <laughs> well what army do you need next mike <laughs> <laughs> we're still working on the droids don't worry about it we're fine <laughs> But um, yeah, so I like I said, I, I got to play against that a couple of games um, and I've actually played a, a few games in general the last couple of weeks, more than a few. But um, um, I've been playing a lot of Sabotage the Moisture Evaporators for some reason. Um, so the first we'll just talk about this last game that I, not I guess, it might be the last game I played, but it's the one that sticks out. So we played I was playing against John and we we're playing Sabotage the Moisture Evaporators and I was playing luke and triple wookies because i was still what am i gonna play for invader league and i hadn't decided yet so it was luke and triple wookies um it was advanced positions it was a fortified or advanced positions fortified positions and sabotage the moisture evaporators wookie all my wookies had recon intel so now they have scout two scout two wookies can put a ton of pressure on evaporators especially like evaporators that are made so the setup here, I set up my one VAP in like, you know, as close as I could to like my corner deployment, uh, my inside corner there. He set up his VAP kind of pretty close to mine, like almost as close as he could have. 
while also being like at range one from his deployment zone, because obviously he wanted to scout onto his immediately as well. Um, so that kind of forced me to put another my other VAP like far away. Like I basically put it on the opposite side of the table um, from him. So um, I did that and or no, we played battle lines. Yeah, sorry. We played battle lines. Um, I had recon Intel Wookiees. I placed my other VAP far away on the other side uh, just to be like, well, I can place here now or I can place here now. And then I can just throw the obligatory rebel trooper and the rebel officer that has improvised orders over there and R2 over there. So he places two VAPs close to one of my VAPs. And I, you know, I threw a rebel trooper, the officer with improvised orders and R2 in the one corner after like during deployment and then everything else on the one VAP, all my Wookiees, operative Luke, everything's like right right by my vap clo- relatively close to his so i was able to put that early pressure on his vaps and push him sort of off of them all completely because he was afraid to engage because after round one wookies were in scale move shoot at range two with offensive push and pierce and potentially wipe squads off the table um so i was able to just like put pressure on his vaps and he didn't tap any he tapped what his further vap once and i had completely tapped my one vap and i had rebel troopers moving around this building to try and uh to sort of try and um engage his vap when it was convenient so that they could like double move onto it late in the round and then next round tap it and like operative luke was at range two was like right outside of range two of a couple of units and he was not hitting vaps um my my far vap was complete it was un contested r2 was going to score there was no way about it um he still hadn't scored any vap points i had completed my vaps i was i had actually saber throwed five squad and i had wiped all but fives he ran fives away a wookie deleted an arc strike so i was up on points i had no reason to engage uh i saw red and uh i was like i really want to just like I really want to play this really aggressively and I kept pushing and pushing and pushing and I ended up losing this game. Um, <laughs> he ended up being able to uh, tap his VAPs and then he ended up sending a strike team around to uh, tap my VAP around six. And I had made, I basically made mistake after mistake after mistake. My first mistake was using burst of speed with Luke to go and kill his clone commander and then run Luke around a building where I thought he'd be safe. Turns out an arc strike could see him and a, clone unit was able to fire support and shoot Luke off the table in one attack, even though Luke had a dodge. Um, and then from there, I just made more mistakes and he was able to tie it up five to five on VPs or on, on, uh, on, yeah, on victory points. And then he won on kill points because he had killed almost everything except for like, uh, he ended up killing all the Wookiees because of the pressure I put on and he was kind of forced to. But uh, like I said, I was in a position where like operative Luke was just sitting next to a, like within range one of evaporator and I had rebel troopers moving onto his evaporators and I didn't need to do that, but I did anyway. And uh, it was like, it was awakening and it really reminded me like not to lose focus on what the objective is. And like the game isn't about killing things most of the time. It's really about those, like the condition and the victory points. And like, I really blew that game and I'm not too proud to admit that. Like I punted <laughs> like, uh, it was a big loss, but, uh, I kind of wanted to talk about like 
sort of not getting like overconfident. Um, and like, I was overconfident. I was up, I was up four to, to one or four to two. R2 was going to score. I was probably going to win five to two. I might even win seven to two because I had rebel troopers who were going to be able to tap his VAP. And if he brought anything close to it, Luke was going to hit it with his lightsaber. But I got really greedy and I was like, I want to go and kill things now and I'm going to go kill things. And then all of a sudden Luke's dead and I have all these command cards. I can't play it after round three and um, all my Wookiees are dead. And now he's just able to push back onto these vaps and tie it up. And then we count up kill points. And sure enough, like he killed like six, almost 600 points worth of stuff. And I had not. So. Yeah. Something that kind of goes along with that as well is you mentioned that you got overconfident and just started going for it to kill units. You can also get overconfident and then just sit there and do nothing. And mm-hmm. it's one of the things that almost cost me one of my invader league games. I think it was game two against cookie. Um, I let him unfortunately tap. I, I let him tap my VAP on turn six. And luckily I was able to kill his unit and then tap my VAP back right afterwards. But I relied on like getting two wounds on the Han in a yeah. single shot. So it had to happen. Mm-hmm. And you can also fall into the trap of saying like, oh, you know what? It's turn three. I'm already up three victory points. I can still score more. He's got to push me. I'm just going to dodge standby the entire time. Or like, I'm just going to hide behind the wall. And that's something that you need to to learn when to avoid as well. You can probably do something like that if you're playing like long march and there's huge line of sight blockers in the middle. Or if it's like turn five and you're just kind of playing out the last half an hour of the game. But you probably don't want to be doing that on a a decent map if you're start starting that at like you know turn two turn three because there's a lot that can happen in the next four turns to turn that around have you found like any kind of cues that you look for while you're playing to kind of figure out where you're at for that stage of like you know i have a lead here but is it time to sit back or is it time to keep pushing forward is like is there something that you you know kind of monitor in your own play style with that yeah you know you tend to know when like I tend to know when I should and shouldn't like be aggressive. And I knew then that like, I probably shouldn't be aggressive, but I was like, what could it hurt? Like I'm already up this big and like, and like, it was just like everything went his way and nothing went my way. Basically like Luke getting shot off the table, not rolling enough, not rolling like any blocks on the defense and him being able to crawl back in. I think you need to know when, when to be aggressive, when to be passive and when to like, like you said, just stand by, you know what I mean? Like be conscious of conscious of what like needs to happen for you to win. And like what needed to happen for me to win was for Luke to sit right next to that evaporator and dare anything to come near it. Because, you know, he has, he's has a dodge. He has, he still had son of Skywalker in his hand. <laughs> like, there was just like, I had so many options and like I had rebel troopers moving onto that evaporator to hit it. So. Yeah. For me, like I'm a pretty boring player. Um, yes. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't really get very aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. I like to kind of just grind out wins and I don't generally have really good MOV because I follow the, I guess the Archimedes school of thought of just, you know, strike early, get that small advantage, and then kind of stand pat. Yeah. For me, at least, I don't look to get aggressive until I'm um, at least two activations up. And I like that to be more of like, 
at least one of those two activations being a power act. Like maybe I've taken out a Wookiee or a Magna Guard or, you know, like an ATRT, something like that. Not a yeah. naked rebel trooper. Yeah, you don't feel good if you're like, yeah, oh, I got I got the those four models off the table, but like he still has three Wookiees and an A5. So. Right, like he's still going to kill really me if do? we get into this gunfight. <laughs> what did I, yeah, it's like, yeah. Yep. So that's that's generally like my perspective is that if I've if I've gone up that second activation now and the turn is ending or if I just pick off that third at the start, then I'll probably start to look to squeeze to kind of put it beyond a shadow of a doubt. But I I don't like to do that when it's within one, especially with the not the power creep that's happened, but just the way that the game has changed with the size of yeah. the dice pools and the amount yeah. of swinginess it has yeah. like one one to two activations can disappear in, in one to two attacks now. Yep. You know, and all four factions have access to that. So you, you're really not in a safe spot until you start to get into that, like, you know, 30% increase of the of the three more acts. Yep. I agree with that. Um, we probably have about five more minutes to kill um, since we're we're only at about 55 minutes here. You know, just the two of us again. Just uh, the two of us. Like back in the that, old days. Yeah, right. It's like back to what? Episode 10, I think, is when Keegan joined. Yeah, yeah it was right? a while ago. Wow, that's a long ass long time. time ago. We talk a lot about Wookiee play here on the cast because Nick likes to play Wookiees, Keegan plays Wookiees, and I have in the past, and they're really good and they're fun. Keegan's our resident Republic player now, though. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know what I am <laughs> yet, so maybe we'll have to. He's still finding himself. <laughs> I'm on my soul searching journey. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, we talk a lot about uh, like Wookiee play, and one of the things that they commonly encounter is like moisture evaporators because a lot of people bring it in their list because it, it tends to be a pretty blue blue yeah. advantaged objective so when you're a red player and you're wookies what are you looking to do like you mentioned earlier that you have your scout one and your pressure on the evaporators do you tend to like push early for something like that like to try to get to it on turn two and tap it wait or do you wait until you know kind of more of the end game and crash in a wave to try and get a late tap when the opponent can't do anything about it and just you're, let them oh, you know, like win via to hit attrition. like to hit their quote unquote safe vaps. You're talking yeah, about? because if, because oh. if you're a red player, you've got to make a push at some point, and rookies yeah. are really good at that. So, do you subscribe more towards pushing late so that the opponent can't react, or trying to strike them early to take that advantage because they're so good at killing things? I like to take that early. I like to take the like be aggressive with the early the early pass at them because if they if they move on to those vaps turn one and they don't like move their entire army there or there isn't support sufficient support behind it. Um, those Wookiees can just like easily just like move and shoot and get those VAPs or get the, get that unit off the VAPs or like just charge into it. And they have a buffer there because they need to hit that VAP twice and you can't do it twice in the same round. So if you double move around one into it and you're in one of these closer deployments like battle lines or advanced positions like there's a good chance that that Wookiee's able to like get into base contact turn two high likelihood and they're still sitting on that vap and then you know you can very easily just maneuver it so that you're also in base contact with the vap so you can move attack and then hit the vap and then you know just turn the game on its head and then when you have like two or three Wookiees, you <laughs> you have two more options that like anything that pushes that VAP, they're going to just have to deal with a, a tidal wave of Wookiees. Or like in this case, now I'm playing, you know, two of them in Operative Luke. So it's like they're also going to have to deal with the Jedi. Right. That's so, even more of an offensive force. Yeah. And he stop. can get there even quicker because of burst of speed. <laughs> Do you think that that 
enables Luke to play alongside Wookiees a little bit more now because he can keep up with them or, even, you know, not that he couldn't before, but, you know, the Wookiees yeah. threw forward a little earlier because they've got more yes. wounds and you don't yes. really care about them as much. I mean, yeah. this probably gives more viability to like Luke's single Wookiee lists as well, depending yeah, on what so. changes come, because I mean, they're going to strike at the same time now. Yeah. He's four inches further. Yep. I think like lately I've been using burst of speed as a way to get in early with Luke, but then I talked about playing Dooku the last couple of games. I used burst of speed turns that I only had like a single move because like this single, if I can get this single move in this range attack, this is going to turn the game in both games. It worked. So it's like, I just used burst of speed this one time to move Dooku and it worked. Um, and I'm learning like I, you know, playing against Bobby, like using it defensively is oftentimes even better than using it like aggressively to get in there. Um, so yeah, I think that burst of speed definitely enables Luke to play with the Wookiees a little better. It gives him a lot more flexibility, but, uh, that's not something we didn't know was going to happen already. Burst of speed is crazy. Good. Um, it's, we've really like entered into a new era of this game, in my opinion with that, like, yeah, we've been in the armor meta for, you would say what about eight months at this point yeah Basically, yeah probably closer really to six true. months since we got the probably. full a5 spoilers mm-hmm. um in the t47 changes and they re- really realized you know how those two units interact together but um i i think we're going to see a little shift out of that i still think they're going to be very present but yes. we've got a lot more options now and unfortunately i think gun lines are going to get pushed even further away because they won't be able to deal with the armor or the jedi yeah Yep, you you need an answer for you need an answer for the armor, and you need an answer for the four shooter. Um, sometimes it can be both. Um, Again, uh, like, but yeah, you definitely need an armor for the. You definitely need an answer for those things. Um, and I don't think like things like Wookies are going anywhere. No, even they if have... they get yeah, they'd have to get like points creeped way up. They would have to get like. Them eight point increases to even yeah. consider getting dropped. Yeah. Especially with all the chances that we have now to uh like boost yeah. them via tactician and shriv yeah. and vigilance, etc. Yeah. I wonder if they considered that when they reduced their price before and gave them scale and duelist and such. <laughs> Who knows? Wouldn't it, we could ask would, our devs, oh wait. It would just be ter- it would just be terrible if they nerfed if they nerfed Wookiees like as soon as the Gar Wookiees come out. <laughs> I didn't even think about so that. Awful. <laughs> like some people are talking about like nerf the Wookiees, nerf the Wookiees. It's like, yeah, nerf the boxes that are still in the shipping containers <laughs> out out in the bay. I guess that's kind of an interesting final topic, though. Do you think potentially Gar and Rebel Wookiees should be different costs, even for the same units? Because I, I think they should. I think Rebels should probably be slightly more expensive than the than the Gar yeah, ones. Yeah, because the army enables them at this point to like Rebels like the design of the units. Like they can take more of them. They can like they're not taking clone troopers to like share tokens. They're taking Rebel troopers to like fill the quota. <laughs> like I have to take three Rebel troopers. Like I haven't played a list with like I haven't played a list with uh with like heavies in a while rebel heavies because it's just like i just want to take wookies and i want to take a fives and i want to take operative luke every time i look at a dlt i'm like this could be a bowcaster yeah yeah not that like bowcasters aren't or dlts aren't okay but i just i don't know i just like can't i can't quit that pierce and those wookies and those wounds and that that uh 
uh, what is the indomitable save and everything and two trading slots and oh god they're so yeah. good and I, and I don't want to be um I do want to be clear I'm not talking like 10 point increases for rebels I do think that rebel Wookiees would be fine at their original points cost of what 72 yeah and I think they were yep so like maybe make the rebels 72 and 75 versus the 69 and 72 that they are for gar I mean just like three mm-hmm. points because yep. Rebel Faction is inherently less expensive as well, and there's no way that the clones aren't getting more expensive with how dominant they've been for the last year and a half than the uh, the state of the game devs. Yeah, I yeah I don't know. There's a lot of people talking about them like shifting things back. Um, I could see I could see scenarios where like the Phase Twos and the Arc Strikes go back in points, maybe um, maybe back to their printing costs. I've heard a lot of people talk about like phase one's going under 52 points or something like that but like what or where we like how can we even talk about that like what about shore troopers like like i don't think it's i don't think it's reasonable like they can still share a token like each time they have an opportunity to spend a token that is still really good that makes them worth a lot more than 52 points when there's a whole bunch of them around and they're able to generate tokens for each other or there are ways for them to get tokens i don't know um, I, I wouldn't be upset if like if alongside these changes if like arc strikes were rolled back or phase twos were rolled back uh, yeah I definitely don't think they should go up if, at the very minimum I think they should stay where they are and but like, potentially potentially keep the units where they are but drop the heavy weapons like one to two points oh sure yeah um, like the DC 15 for example is still what 15, 25 yeah, points yeah 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 I, a I lot think of that people, would be fine at 23 a lot of people are taking phase ones to be like naked like a couple of them to be like naked token batteries to take to- to take token actions and hit vaps and grab boxes and stuff um but like let's remember the clone commander is still really good and he's only 55 points like that is still something that like <laughs> like he should and, be 65 and fives fives is in every list and like every time i talk to like a republic player he's not ever not in their list that's a problem that's a list building problem that like those two things are always in every army. Like I can't take, I can't take Anakin and Rex because I have to take the clone commander because he's 55 points and he enables direct. And then I have to take fives to give out another token. Like I get that that is really good, but also like, it, it, I don't think thing, I don't think units like, I don't think units should be auto takes. I R2D2 is another problem too, but that's like, you know, he's, I like him still. I'm a little concerned that fives is going to get more expensive. Um, yeah. And then that's going to be a slight problem. I would like to see echo go down. Do you think it would be okay to just switch their price costs? Cause they're 36 and 38 or is echo 40. Uh, let me pull up TTA. I thought echo was more expensive for some reason. I don't know. See guys, we do play this game. I promise. We don't play clones that often, though. At least I don't. I don't say I've, I've played a lot of clones. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Echo is forty and Fives is thirty-six. I think they'd be fine if they swapped. Sure. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. Especially if um, clones are going to lose some of their their token sharing on offense. You know. Yeah. Boosting it up to two reds is fine. I don't know. We shall see. Anyway, yeah, for sure. I think we've rambled enough here at the end. Probably. Yeah. So we might actually be back next week versus two weeks from now um so that we can talk about socal with keegan so if that's the case we'll uh probably have a slightly shorter episode just kind of make it mostly about socal keegan's battle reports and maybe some 
ROG changes. Oh, please. Please, please AMG gods. <laughs> please. Um, I think but, we're praying to Lucasfilm at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> please, Kathy Kennedy. Right? Isn't that her? I think Filoni's in charge now, right? <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway. I, he should be in charge. Him and Favreau can just be in charge. Yeah, That's right. So anyway, if, if you guys could just give us our goddamn points, that would be wonderful. And then we'll yeah. be back. Um, but we'll probably be back next week versus our standard two weeks. And then mm-hmm. turn zero lists um, will resume as soon as we have the points changes. Yeah, nobody uh, we wants do. to build lists right now. <laughs> uh, we've got a we have a bunch of people that are interested and that are kind of like in a waiting queue. But we're just kind of holding it until we get the new things because... Yeah. Everything has been found right now. Like it, it's a pretty solved meta at the moment. So we'll we'll get some more interesting content once the changes happen. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Nick, any final thoughts? Uh, sign up for packs. Uh, reach out to us or find the channel in the Legion Discord or find find us on Facebook and find the event there. Um, we have the link to the tabletop. You can probably just search tabletop to too. Yeah, I'm, and I'm going to put a link to PAX in the in the description here, so Perfect. you'll be able to find it there. Just copy paste it into your favorite web browser. Get your badges. Uh, come out. Get some cool some cool prize support. Play some great games. Um, it should be an excellent time. Oh, one final thing that I forgot. Maybe I'll decide to edit this in earlier in the cast. Um, I paid more for my badge because I bought it day of. If you buy it ahead of time online, yes, uh, you can save like five ninety nine or six ninety nine on it. Um, so you can save a little bit of cash and, you know, get that extra drink while you're there. If you buy ahead of time, uh, don't be an idiot like me. Yeah. Be smart. That, that applies to a lot of phases of life, but specifically for packs. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we will talk to you in a week. See ya.